Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Buffalo Bills. This is the Bills Wire podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now, here's your host, Ryan O'Leary, and Bills Wire editor, Nick Woten. There was some good, there was some bad, and there might have been a little bit of ugly, but the Buffalo Bills topped the New York Jets 27-17 in their season opener. They're tied with the Patriots atop the AFC East. That's a beautiful thing. Uh, Nick, what's your leadoff take? Let's wait a little bit uh, to, to crown Josh Allen. Uh, we were playing the Jets there, but um, it feels good to finally, as a, a, a writer, as an analyst of the Bills, that I don't have to type that sentence. Well, he doesn't have 300 yards in a game anymore. He at least got that done. So I can leave that out of cotton. I did not so know that stat. that feels good. Yeah, I didn't know that stat. I did not know that he had never had a 300-yard game until I saw your content. Yeah, and even deeper than that, um, the Bills have just, uh, you think really kind of get to their offensive scheme, not to get too far back. And, you know, I don't know we're looking forward here and, and whatnot, but uh, the last time they had a 300 yard passer makes sense. It was Tyrod Taylor in 2016, uh, but that was an overtime against the Dolphins where he surpassed it, 300 yard mark. And then since then, prior to that, in regulation for 300 yards, it's been since Kyle Orton was their quarterback in 2014. He did it. Uh, I looked back at the stats. He did it three or four times in that season, and he did it twice in December of 2014. Kyle Orton, that is, surpassing 300 yards as a passer. So the Bills kind of had like a one-quarterback year with Kyle Orton, of all people, where they could get 300 yards. And then it's just been a lot of not 300-yard games. But it's been such a hot topic of debate and kind of a monkey off everybody's back because one hand – Josh Allen, it's a, the 2020 NFL. You, you, you can't get to 300 yards, what's going on? But at the same time, the other side of the fence is, well, he does run the ball better than a lot of those quarterbacks who are getting 300 yards in the air. So it's been a give and take. And finally, it happened where Bill's mouth can sit down and go, 312 yards, stop talking about that. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, so we can throw the football in Buffalo. We can, we can do it. We got this. And, you know, helped by Stephon Diggs. He had a good little game, eight catches. And there's there's a lot of good for the Bills, but also some potentially bad stuff. Uh, I want to get into Josh Allen's game a little bit later, but some tough injuries. And we saw that across the league. The Cowboys had some big injuries as well. But what do you think with uh, the Bills injuries here, uh, you know, specifically Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano, Nick? Yeah, you said right there, Ryan, uh, those two guys getting hurt is those are the one and two guys the Bills do not want hurt. They do have a, a pretty deep team in certain areas. You think of their defensive line. They added a bunch of pieces there. Uh, the list goes on and on. You think of in the, in the backfield, you know, you don't want Devin Singletary or Zach Moss getting hurt. But one of them, you know, gets banged up. They have another capable guy right there. And the Bills linebacking area, they have maybe two of the most overlooked linebackers in Charmaine Edmonds and Matt Milano. I try to stay objective, but, I mean, these guys are great. Matt Milano is excellent in, in pass defense and coverage. He used to be a safety at Boston College, and it really shows. But behind that, the Bills have had nothing. They've had no great backups. I mean, you had Lorenzo Alexander there who could do it, but then now you don't have him. Now you don't really have anybody behind him. Uh, the Bills went with an undrafted rookie free agent, Terrell Dodson there. A.J. Klein, veteran player, but didn't certainly was no Edmonds or Milano out there. And uh, I, I went this long without saying it. Tremaine uh, Edmonds, shoulder injury, Matt Milano, hamstring injury. Sean McDermott, always a little bit. Um, he doesn't want to give the opponent an inch at all. On Monday, he did give some good news, and it's he said it's not long-term, pretty much, quote, not long-term for those guys. So he wants to keep Brian Flores and the guys in South Beach guessing, <laughs> are, are, are those two linebackers going to play? Can't give him an inch, guys. But 
it sounds sounds like the Bills avoided a huge blow to their defense if those guys can play, or at least if they if they only miss one game, that's massive for this team. That would be huge. The defense was very good on Sunday, with exception of blowing a coverage on Jamison Crowder for a long touchdown. They only allowed 254 net yards, 15 points, so that was a good day for the defense. But the kicking situation is part of the ugly. We, we mentioned the good, the bad, and the ugly at the start, Nick, and uh, the rookie kicker. He missed two short, chippy field goals. That's that's not great. That's not a great start for him. Yeah, no, just to do a, a, a shameless plug here, a lot of these like random stats I'm about to continue to pull out have come in this this piece I wrote, Eight Things to Know from the Bills' 27-17 win over the Jets. Okay, so now looking into one of my eight things here, which involved uh, a Tyler Bass in a kicking game. Uh, I think I titled it, Stephen Hauschka wants to have a talk with the Bills right now. <laughs> yes, he does. In that game, uh, of, of course, you think on the surface, okay, he, the rookie missed two kicks. So Stephen Hosha wants to talk to you guys. What's going on here? Okay, two for four for Tyler Bass. He made his two chip shots. His two misses were from 34 and 38 yards out. And these two misses, Ryan, this kind of was the two sides of the ledger, the give and take that the Bills were going on through in training camp. You have Tyler Bass, strong leg, big leg. He can make it from 50-plus yards. Pending his accuracy, he can make it from 50-plus yards. Stephen Hauschka at times. Ever since he took this hit in 2018 from the Jets' Henry Anderson blindside hit, he kind of has not recovered from, I don't know, that injury. He had a hip injury. Maybe he lost some strength there. Maybe mentally he just couldn't hit from 50 yards. But on the other side of the ledger, Tyler Bass, the strong, great young leg, Stephen Hauschuk, between 30 and 39 yards in his three-year Bills career, he has he had only missed one kick in three seasons from that distance. Tyler Bass missed two and one game from that distance. In his entire career, Stephen Hosha only missed four. Maybe this is a, a silver lining for Bills fans. Those Two of those other three that Stephen Hosha missed in his entire career since 2008, two of them came when he was a rookie. So maybe Tyler Bass can go that same route and only miss two from this distance as a rookie. We'll hope. But that's kind of the give and take right there, Ryan. Uh, Stephen Hosha, extremely accurate. Even in his last game with the Bills, he, met, he had all those field goals, four for four, in that playoff game against the Texans. None of them were from long range. But uh, Tyler Bass certainly has got to get better uh, from those 30 to 39 yards. And, and maybe the, the another concern is there, there weren't any fans in the stadium either. So it's not like there are a bunch of eyes on him or anything and he missed these kicks. But exactly. hopefully he gets those issues sorted out in a hurry. Well, at least Tyler Bass did have a better day than Steven Guskowski, who we all know pretty well from the AFC East. He had a, a rough debut with the Titans. We'll see how long he sticks on that roster. Real quick, yeah, going, into, some game. going into our fantasy segment, Nick, uh, the Bills running game wasn't great. I know they did get some work in the passing game, and I think Zach Moss had a nice play from Allen to get a touchdown, but Singletary and Moss did not generate much on the ground. Only nine carries each. What's your take on how the running backs performed in this one? Yeah, no, it's pretty disappointing there. Um, you know, we're very happy with Josh Allen, and he got it done with his arm. And of course, uh, uh, the, the really the concern is right is a, is a compliment there. You want to keep defenses on their, their heels, of course. If, if you're if you're going against a better secondary, if you're going against a better defense in general, um, Josh Allen might have not have thrown for 300 plus yards there because the, the Jets knew the Bills weren't going to be running the ball throughout the first half, throughout the entire game. They never established the run at all. Uh, and you think kind of ahead here, uh, uh, or even we'll think back first here, Ryan. Uh, last year, it was Frank Gore's fault. He's too old. He, he couldn't run. Okay, well, great. We got this young guy, Zach Moss, in there. Uh, he can run the ball. Uh, nine carries for 11 yards from Zach Moss in his debut. Not great. Plenty of those were, were, were not great. Not great at all. Plenty of those were, were goal line stuffs, too. And the Bills' offensive line, as much as you had, you know, guys like Quentin Spain and other guys, hey, I didn't give up a sack all season. I was great pass protection. 
Of course, Josh Allen mobility helps out there, but it's a story for another day. Against against a, a run blocking, this team's got to get better because Zach Moss clearly had nowhere to go. Devin Singletary did wiggle 30 yards out from his nine carries, but there's no compliment there. And against better defenses, uh, they're just going to say, hey, try to run it on us. And you think ahead in the Bills schedule. Look no further than I think, I think they played on Sunday Night Football. Uh, apologies if I'm wrong, but two weeks the Bills have the Rams, and uh, Aaron Donald might have – 10 tackles for loss if, if this keeps up with the Bills. I mean, I mean, he looked incredible uh, in that game, uh, I believe, against the Cowboys. He crushed and, uh, the Cowboys. They, they, they crushed them. And, and, them. and the Bills, you know, they're going to play better defenses than the Jets in 2020, believe it or not. Yeah, no, I think the Jets uh, proved that they're uh, fourth in the AFC East uh, on Sunday. They, they did not look good in this ball game. I want to break down Josh Allen's day a little bit with Nick coming up on the Bills Wire podcast. We'll be right back. Fantasy football is about proving that you are better than your friends. Sit him, start him. These are the fantasy picks of the week. It will kill me if this game ends in a tie. I need this win. This game's pretty much done. With Corey Bonini from TheHuddle.com. Corey Bonini with TheHuddle.com here to talk to you about some fantasy football sleepers for week two. After a heartbreaking loss last week in which Phillip Rivers cost his team the win, he takes on a Minnesota Vikings defense that was completely destroyed by Aaron Rodgers in week number one. No team gave up more fantasy points to quarterbacks last weekend. Minnesota has an inexperienced group of cornerbacks, and a veteran like Phillip Rivers will find a way to get it done. It may not be completely pretty, but expect close to 300 yards and three touchdowns. Tampa Bay running back Ronald Jones has the best matchup in fantasy football entering week two. Carolina was gashed by Josh Jacobs for three touchdowns last week after being the worst fantasy run defense in 2019. Tom Brady needs help and it has to come on the ground. San Francisco signed wide receiver Mohamed Sanu this week, but it's Kendrick Bourne who's the better play at the New York Jets, a defense that gave up the second most catches and third most reception yards to wide receivers last week. Finally, Marquez Valdez-Scantling faces the Detroit Lions. He scored a touchdown last week from Aaron Rodgers and faces a Detroit defense that gave up a game-costing bomb of a touchdown to Anthony Miller late last week. Expect Aaron Rodgers to challenge downfield. For more fantasy news and analysis, check out thehuddle.com. Obviously, I'm happy that we won a game. I'm also happy the, the way we won it. We had to overcome some adversity. Um, there's two fumbles early on. I, you know, I can't put ourselves in a position where we have points and take those points away from us. But overall, our, our guys did what they were asked to do. And they caught the ball and they made some plays. And then our defense came out and they played their tails off. So uh, the way we want it, yes, I'm happy. But at the same time, we, we got a lot to work on, a lot to grow from. Affected, you know, things to kind of hit the hit the fan at, at some point during the game in week one uh, with no preseason. And luckily, you know, it didn't hurt us too bad. But we got to be better. You know, we, we left a lot out there and we know that. So that's Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen, Nick, talking about, you know, he expected things to hit the fan, and, and it did a little bit. The Bills were up 21-3 to in this game early, and they could have been up 35-3, to I think. You know, they had some missed opportunities, a couple of Josh Allen fumbles on runs deep in Jets territory, right? That kind of hampered his uh, day. He threw for 300 yards. Love that. I love that he completed 33 passes, and his completion percentage was up over 70%. That That's elite quarterback play right there. I think the Bills are onto something with this kid. I think he's going to be really good. I think he has a chance to be a star in the league but he's still doing these things like fumbling the ball these wild crazy runs where you know he's getting stripped he's still missing wide open guys in the end zone i think he missed john brown in the back of the end zone just yeah, completely yeah. airmailed it he had these throws where he's rolling out there's no one around him and he's not setting his feet he could just calm down set his feet and just deliver the football but instead he's like it's like this helter skelter thing with him he's got to tighten that up but i think there's real potential with this kid yeah no there's definitely potential there ryan for sure but um I, I think we need to wait about, uh, you know, maybe 
a month, maybe half the season at least to, yeah. to, to see where Josh Allen is because the Bills slate is a lot tougher uh, this season than it was in 2019. Uh, and, and it's going to get a lot tougher than the New York Jets. Of course, the, that fumbling issue really needs to stop. And uh, it, it's it's just it's just ugly. It's just ugly. You know, you want to you want to crown Josh Allen a good mobile quarterback, and that's great. But he's really got to stop these fumbles. I mean, mm. last year it, he he did start 16 games last year, but let's not forget he played one series against the Jets in the season finale because the Bills had everything to lock up, no place to go in the postseason. They, they were they were locked in their position so the backups all played so really he didn't play that 17 week 17 game against the jets so we'll say in 15 games Allen had 14 fumbled last year he almost fumbled the ball on average of once per game which is not ideal but uh, again a shameless plug i just got into this this morning dove into the numbers on bill's wire there's reason to believe that he can improve in his turnover category here because the first problem he had was interceptions is a lot of young quarterbacks do as a rookie he threw 12 interceptions but Last year, that number dropped down to nine. You might not think that that's not a huge drop-off, but he did play in five more games last season than he did in his rookie season, or four if we're talking about that you know, Week 17 situation. So he played in a couple more games and still cut down his interceptions. And he dig it even further into that. He had a three-interception game, so a quarter of his, uh, or third of his interceptions last year came in one game against the uh, against the Patriots early on. So that's what I'm trying to get at, Ryan, is, is Josh Allen did, at least in terms of interceptions, at some point in the beginning of last year, it's like, all right, it, it's time he does that. It's overdue that he does that with his fumbling because, you know, if, if you want to run these read options, you you, you want to, especially the number of times, Ryan, that uh, I believe the Athletic, I believe Tim Graham at the Athletic uh, put this out there on Twitter, so I'll give him uh, his due credit, uh, of Allen's career-high 14 carries, he slid for exactly zero of them. So he was not trying to avoid contact yeah. at all on any of his rushes. And if you're going to do that, Josh, A, don't get hurt, please. B, hang on to the ball, man. Yeah, it's helter- it reminds me of that playoff game last year where he just he's running all over the place and the ball's bouncing all over the place. And it's just it's helter skelter. He just needs to like he just needs to click it back a little bit because I, I, I don't want to repeat myself. But there was these plays where he's rolling out and he's going to make these throws and he's got guys wide open down the field and he just airmails them by 10 yards over their head. And it's because he just if he just slows down and sets his feet. He's not quite Aaron Rodgers throwing on the move yet. You know what I mean? He's got to figure that, yeah, that yeah. out. He's got to find the touch. Yeah, is, is, is what my I, my, my colleague, uh, uh, Justin Delora, one of our contributing writers, he, he always puts it in good terms this way, is Alan likes to play, whether it's on the ground or the air, he likes to play hero ball, where yeah. he just, he wants to get it done no matter what, and you respect the hell out of that man, but sometimes just, you know, running out of bounds for three yards instead of taking a tackle for six yards and fumbling the ball is the better option. He's a wild man. I think he's good for Bill's Mafia. I think it's a good thing he's the Bill's quarterback going forward. I, I like it. I think it's a good fit. That's true. What do you think What do you think about uh, the Allen to Stephon Diggs debut? Good, good. I thought it went went as well as you could expect. Overall, the, the deep ball really wasn't there for, for Allen. Uh, I think his long pass here was uh, was 29 yards, uh, and then went to Cole Beasley. Actually, Stefan Diggs' long catch of the day was 22 yards. Um, but overall, Diggs, everyone thought that that was going to be the deep ball. He was going to go up and get every every time. But he showed that he has you know a, a versatile ability with his route tree. Nine targets, eight catches, 86 yards. That 86 yards led the Bills. Can't get mad about that. On top of that, the reason why Stefan Diggs is, is so uh, he's perfect for Sean McDermott because he doesn't want to say anything wrong and he kind of bites his tongue. And he's a, he's, he's, he's always kind of like this straight line guy in this respect. And his season, there's his off season debut with the bills uh, media, you know, 
uh, uh, somebody made a comment about him wanting to leave the Vikings, and he goes, "Hey, hey, hey! I never said anything because he <laughs> went on on record and he never said anything." But we all knew he wanted out of Minnesota, right? Of course. So it's kind of funny there. But and and the, maybe the the reason why he wanted out or part of it, we can speculate all we want. His eight catches he had that was more his that was more than any single game he had last year with the Vikings. So Great stat. He, he got more catches in his in his in his debut with the Bills and his first game with the Bills that he had all last season. So hey, if Stephon Diggs he wanted more targets, he wanted more catches. Welcome to Buffalo. It went well. Yeah, so the Bills are one to know. They knock off one AFC East opponent. They got another one coming up on Sunday. Maybe the, one of the most overhyped teams in the league. I think everyone's jumping on the Miami Dolphins bandwagon a little too fast, as we might have saw on Sunday out in Foxborough. Nick and I are going to talk about next week's opponent coming up here on the Bills Wire podcast. It's that time again for the line of the week. The inside track to the favorites, the underdogs, and the over-unders. I think I want my money back. Now, here are Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren from USA Today's Sportsbook Wire. Hello, I'm Eston McLaren of SportsbookWire.com and Bet Slippin' Podcast, joined by Jeffrey Clark of those same two affiliations. And here's what you need to know about the Week 2 Monday Night Football matchup between the New Orleans Saints and Las Vegas Raiders. The Saints are minus 228 Moneywine favorites. The Raiders are plus 190 home dogs. Saints laying minus five and a half points. Raiders plus five and a half. On the other side, Jeff, how do you feel about Saints-Raiders on Monday Night Football? I love Saints to spoil um, Raiders' Vegas debut and premiere. Um, I'm a little nervous about Michael Thomas being out, of course, but Jeff Jacobs is not going to be able to produce on the ground and get into the end zone, hit pay dirt as much as he was against the weak Carolina Panthers defense. I like the Saints to actually be uh, key to victory due to their defense. Give me the Raiders. Saints without Michael Thomas, that's a big loss. I'll take the Raiders at home, plus five and a half. They'll keep that within a field goal. Check out Sportsbook Wire for more with all odds from BetMGM Sportsbook. Subscribe to Bet Slippin' Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, Nick. So Bills go on the road to Miami, as you talked about earlier on in the program. They've opened as five-and-a-half-point road favorites, which, again... I think Miami getting a little bit too much credit there. I, I watched the game against New England, obviously, on Sunday. I don't love the Dolphins' attack with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I, I know he's fun to watch a little bit. He's got the crazy beard. He's kind of a wild man. But you know, I would love to see Tua Tungo-Viola with the Dolphins. I think as long as they're going to start Ryan Fitzpatrick, you kind of know what you're going to get with the Dolphins. His top receiver, Devontae Parker, has got a hamstring issue that made him leave the Patriots game. The Dolphins only managed 11 points. Pats have a good defense, but uh, Cam Newton destroyed them running the football. And uh, so could be some opportunities for Al to run again i do love the bills chances to get to 2-0 but what is your leadoff take on this one yeah i i will echo that i really like their chances here especially because ryan fitzpatrick again is gonna go uh ryan flores announced that yesterday um i i, I would also like to see Tua um personally but um, way more fun if Tua plays, this, right <laughs> i've seen enough fitzpatrick in my yeah. day i've um i i've seen what he can do and 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 the interesting thing here is going to be uh, uh, how the, the Dolphins' defense, I think, reacts to the Bills' offense um, because we didn't see any preseason games, and there's certain teams in the league that I think had a week one advantage. Pretty much every team, I think, with a new head coach had an advantage because there's I know in preseason they like to say these guys are vanilla and you know they don't want to give away anything, but they still do give away a little bit. No preseason, so there's nothing given away. In this case of the Bills, there's nothing given away with how they're going to use Stephon Diggs. We had no idea. Um, you know, I think we joked around Ryan last week. Uh, you know, the week before that, uh, you know, uh, Stephon Gilmore joked around about the route tree that Diggs was running with 
the coach and coverage or whatever yeah, yeah. in practice. Gil- Gilmore, Gilmore knows. Got. Gilmore knows. Yeah, yeah, he knows exactly. So, so we really didn't get anything on tape. But now the Dolphins do have have something on tape. And comparatively to the Jets, you know, a lot of people, to your point, are on the Dolphins bandwagon. I think we got to wait a little bit on that. But I mean, when, undoubtedly, their defense is going to be better, uh, especially that that secondary, the, the highest paid secondary in the league, and they got a first round pick invested in it. So I, I'm very intrigued to see what's going to go on there. But um, having said that, uh, it's cycling back to that compliment to our run game. I think we really got to see that with the Bills this week. All right, my man. Have a great week. We'll see if the Bills can get to 2-0. and Enjoy the game. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Uh, look forward to it every week, Ryan, and uh, go Bills. As do I. That's Nick Wotan of the Bills Wire. I'm Ryan O'Leary. Thanks for joining us on the Bills Wire podcast. We'll talk to you next week. This USA Today sports podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.